0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to
1: Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9 30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myElementWealth.com.
2: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to middays here on Supertalk Mississippi.
3: Get ready, get ready.
2: Everyone to another week of midday's super talk, Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard, along with uh, my good friend uh, Rhino. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. And your weekend?
1: Wasn't too terribly bad. Uh, a little warmer than I would have liked for a, a late October
2: weekend, but not going to complain because it was still pretty. It's getting cooler this weekend. Oh yeah. It? I mean, like we thought it was going to do that last time, it really didn't. But I think it's coming appear slowly but surely although like
1: yesterday I believe it was Vicksburg yeah that saw record highs that or they tied a record high okay that was set back in 63 of 88 degrees 88 on October
2: 24th jeez yeah that gets uh that gets on up there for October almost November Right around the old corner, as they say. We thank you so much for joining us. And you can join the conversation on 601-879-4395. That would be the C Spire text line. Coming up on the program today at 1020, Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi. He'll give us a recap of the weekend's college football action, including the nine overtime game. How about that? It's getting your money's worth there, isn't it? I wouldn't say that now. (laughs) Yeah, you got
1: a whole bunch of extra free football, but (laughs) nine overtimes and the score was 20 to 18.
2: (laughs) Sounds like a first quarter score in a basketball game (laughs) or something.
1: Sounds like a first graders bowling party.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, anyhow, Richard will give us an update there. And then at 11.05, Mississippi Senator Bryce Wiggins. Bryce, of course, represents District 52. That's Jackson County. He's the chair of the Senate Judiciary A Committee. But the senator will discuss his announcement for the United States Congress. He's running in his district, District 4 down there along uh, the Gulf Coast in southern Mississippi. And uh, it, this should be an interesting conversation. Of course, uh, the senator has uh, been on the program numerous times, and he'll be talking about his announcement. He uh, he, he has made it publicly known having announced it earlier this morning in his social media accounts, et cetera. And I think we're even talking about it on our news, as I heard. So that should be an interesting discussion. And then uh, Super Talk Outdoors comes up with your host, Ricky Matthews, at noon. So a good show in store for you today. Folks, you out there buying gas? You buying gas? Not if I can help it. (sighs) It... uh, Expensive, as they say. I, I keep wondering when we're going to show up at the gas pump and see uh, not just, you know, the options for credit, debit, cash, et cetera, but some sort of financing to, to buy gas. <laughs> I just have
1: this, this little hole in the machine it looks a little ominous, but you slide this plastic thing back to open the hole. And then you insert an arm or a leg, and it just takes it <laughs> off at the, at the joint. And that'll get you about a half a tank.
2: I mean, we're laughing a bit. It ain't funny, though, is it? And it's so predictable. What is even more disgusting is how Jen Psaki and Joe Biden and all of the Democrat folks, they're spinning it as if, oh, this really is... Blah, blah, blah. I mean, and they take... Zero responsibility. And they get into all these discussions and and spinning and justification and rationalization of how we got here, and it's got nothing to do with Joe Biden, his policies, etc. And recall last week, if you caught the show, we talked about Exxon. You know who those guys are. They're a pretty big producer of oil and gas and and uh, petro products—that's kind of what they're known for, as far as I know. Well, now they have decided that they're pretty close to canceling two major projects: one in Vietnam, one in Mozambique. Major oil exploration and and uh, extraction production projects, because the government's saying, "Ah, we're getting out of the fossil fuels business." And so they're pulling back. Don't forget, you know, we caught this and announced this on this program several months ago. We saw this sort of creeping control, somewhat pernicious, somewhat covert in nature, where lots of left-leaning investors had acquired sufficient shares in the company to get them a couple of board seats. And these two board members... Now, think about this. These are two board members responsible for guidance, governing, oversight, etc., of this company whose core business is oil, and they seek to exit them from the oil business. I just find that bizarre. And so, along those lines now, canceling these two major projects, well... Uh, what does that mean to the supply of oil and the prices thereof of gasoline and fuel at the, at the pump? It means it goes higher. I don't think this is over, honestly. And I think this will play out from an election's perspective. Gosh, just a short year and a half or so ago, we're totally, maybe not even that long, we're totally independent with respect to energy Now we got the president with hat in hand begging OPEC to open up the spigot because he knows that it ain't popular when Americans, it doesn't matter what their political persuasion is. I'd like to find some of these lefties that say, yeah, I I sure am feeling good about paying more for that price of gas. Man, that feels great. Look at Joe. I'm just not buying that that's happening. You also had... A report over the weekend, Jack Dorsey, you see this? He's warning about the dire consequences of inflation under Biden. He he warned on this late Friday after the program that hyperflation, I'm quoting what he said, would change life as people know it. It's happening now, and it's going to hit the U.S., duh. Quote, hyperinflation is going to change everything. It's happening, Dorsey wrote on Twitter. And then he added, it will happen in the U.S. soon, and so the world. That's from the Twitter CEO billionaire himself. So, is he trying to send a message, perhaps, to Biden? I always felt he was a big fan. I don't think he was a Trump fan, that's for sure. He banned him. He's still banned, right, Trump? He's not on Twitter. We'd we'd all know if he were. (laughs) We'd already had about a hundred tweets before we came in this morning. But this is Dorsey. He says, I first experienced this back during the 70s up into the 80s when we had stagflation, where prices of fuel were going up like crazy. Transportation was limited. Distribution was limited. We had to raise prices. Wow. So... Jack Dorsey was saying that? Actually, that that quote, I take it back. That particular quote right there, I believe, came from former McDonald's, McDonald's CEO Ed Rincey. That makes a little yeah, more Dor- sense. Dorsey not old enough. I was about to say Dorsey's. It's in the same mid-40s. article. My bad. My bad. So this uh, let me let me make sure it's clear. This is from formal former McDonald's USA CEO Ed Rensi, who's a very practical person. If you've ever seen him interview, really good guy. And he said that Biden's policies are dramatically, quoting him, impacting the supply chain crisis and inflation. Yet they're. They're like Teflon; nothing sticks to them. Have you seen them one time acknowledge? Mm, maybe it's got something to do with the way we're running the country. I haven't seen the first. So you got Dorsey warning about the coming hyperinflation. You got former McDonald's CEO Ed Rensi. I would say being. Critical of Biden's policies in this regard. Even Larry Summers, who served as the Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton and uh, Director of the National Council of uh, Economic Council, I should say, under Obama, warned that inflation is worse than expected. Who's not seeing it? Hmm. We'll talk about that later on in the program. Coming up next, however, Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, will join us on Middays. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us.
7: Napa know-how. Fall is in the air. The pros at Napa Auto Parts can tell because our prices are changing and dropping faster than the leaves. Keep warm with the Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Indoor Safe Propane Heater for $74.99. Take care of your engine with Napa Premium Conventional Motor Oil for $11.99 for a 5-quart jug. Change out your filters with a $20 Visa rebate card by mail with the purchase of a Napa-branded oil, air, and cabin air filter on the same invoice. There's plenty more on sale at Napa. Napa
0: know-how.
4: Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. I'm Lauren McGraw with Got to Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters. When you got to go, please call Got to Go, 601-879-3969.
8: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbons. Welcome, welcome to our
3: shop on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
2: Back everyone, middays. Back with you, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. Kicking off this week, guiding you through the middle of your day with Facts Fodder and Fine Music. Joining us now, the host of Sports Talk, Mississippi, Richard Cross. Hey Richard, how are you today, man?
9: Gerard, happy Monday. What a fun football weekend we had.
2: It sure was. Good to see you there on the platform. Uh, pre-game, I was headed over to the School of Accountancy annual fall tailgate. had a had a really good uh, experience over there, but that place was packed. Why do it? you
9: ever not? Do you ever not wear a suit coat?
2: Yeah, I do when it's hot, really hot outside. But I did have one on at the game. Okay. You probably noticed that, right?
9: Yeah, I saw. It. That's just why I was curious. I mean, I, you know, that's kind of like a, a thing of years gone by. Everybody in uh, in sport coat. I think you were in a suit with the golf shirts. I just was just curious. Good luck, It works for you though. You know, my wife says you just got to be who you are, and that's that's just who, who I, I am. am. So uh, you know, I don't. We, we keep talking about playing golf. I'm just curious if uh, if you'll have on a, uh, a navy pinstripe <laughs> suit coat if we ever play golf with uh, you know, khaki shorts and golf ne-
2: Negative. Whatever. Uh, khaki shorts and a golf <laughs> shirt today. Let's see. Oh, this is uh, from one of a, one of my uh, technology partners, ConnectWise. So I was part of the ConnectWise Innovation Network, and it is a golf shirt. Uh, go. But uh, anyhow, it's good to have you on, good to talk to you. Uh, that place was packed. Had a good game up there in Oxford. And, of course, uh, Mississippi State, fantastic win uh, uh, at Vanderbilt. And, uh, but JSU Sands, uh, coach Dion Primetime Sanders had a good weekend as well. But what about some of these other crazy games? I'm just looking at the stark contrast of the 2018 nine overtime game and the Wake Forest Army 70 56
9: game. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So that that game you mentioned, Wake Forest, they scored 70 points, and their total time of possession was 17 minutes. It was a ton <laughs> of big plays for uh, Wake Army had over 400 yards rushing in that game and scored 56 points. Not only did they not win – they did not cover. That is, by the way, I don't know if you've ever been on campus at West Point, but that is one of the most stunningly beautiful places on planet Earth, huh. right there on the banks of the, uh, of the Hudson, kind of raised up a little bit. My wife's cousin uh, is a West Point graduate. We went up a few years ago for, uh, for his graduation ceremony, and that was just incredible. But, yeah, no, I mean, you you know, you you think back to when Ole Miss and Arkansas played the seven-overtime game, and it absolutely lasted forever, and it was exhausting, but they've changed the overtime rules. And and so now after the second overtime, it's not, you know, you you start at the 25 and drive in. After the second overtime period, and this was really in response to the Texas A&M-LSU game from a couple of years ago at the end of the season, somebody said, we just can't do this anymore. This isn't good for the game. And so they go to alternating two point conversion plays, and neither team converted a two point conversion in the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh overtime periods. <laughs> we ultimately got to the ninth and uh, Illinois, whose coach if if you remember this name is Brett Bielema, that was at yep. Arkansas, was at Wisconsin before that. They're able to knock off Penn State, coached by James Franklin on the road and uh, you know, you, you kind of watch the the body language and the reaction of those Penn State players at the end. It was like you got to be kidding me. We just lost this game. Illinois has not been very good this year. Yeah. Um. But I uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I think it was before the Tennessee game in our pregame show. I said, you know, every time we think we've got it figured out, college football happens. And That's we had true. it happen again. Good point. This weekend. Um. <laughs> you know, you mentioned Ole Miss Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State did what they were supposed to do, right? They yeah. played a v- bad Vanderbilt team. They put 45 points on the board. That was only, I think, the fourth time under Mike Leach that Mississippi State has scored more than 30 points in a game. Uh, you know, Will Rogers was was plenty good. They played the backup quarterback at the end, scored a bunch of points. And so Mississippi State accomplished what they needed to accomplish. And, you know, for Ole Miss, that, that game was not a work of art when it was all said and done. Uh, Ole Miss was clearly the better team on Saturday and allowed – uh, you know, some mistakes. I think it was twelve penalties for a little over a hundred yards. That kind of muddied things up a little bit, but all in all, a, a great win. And, yeah. and one that didn't come down to the final play. And you know that, that the game was only part of the storyline. I mean, this was uh, a day where Old Minister retired Eli Manning's number. There was a great celebration. The weather was perfect. sell out crowd. Uh, I talked to a bunch of people since Saturday, and everybody's reaction was that was as close to a perfect weekend a perfect game day as you can you can come by. There, there was just good all the way around, including a win at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Great, great analysis there. Uh, so we're in the throes of the season, a, a little beyond a midway. Things are starting to shape up. The thing that struck me the most is looking at the, the rankings in the top ten. It, it's yeah. unusual relative to what we're certainly not used to seeing Cincinnati up there that's the the, for starters and it's not quite as dominated by the sec as we've typically seen
9: no it's not and i mean you've got uh, obviously georgia who is by all accounts and and by all appearances the most complete team in college football you've got alabama there what at at number four they've got the one loss to texas a&m um and they can score in bunches. And that game against Tennessee on on Saturday night was close, right up until the point that it wasn't. And it yeah. was kind of like blink of an eye. All of a sudden, it's a three-score game. Uh, but Alabama is not as dominant as they have been in, in recent years. But they're still really, really good, and they're still really talented. And, I would say bet against Nick Saban and his team's success at your own peril. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got Texas A&M playing well. You've got Ole Miss sitting there at number ten. So what? Four SEC teams either in or knocking on the door of the top ten. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought that. And, and if you look at the the points total in the AP, there are only a couple of points separating Iowa at number nine and Ole Miss at number ten. Maybe it would only be one point. You know, kind of separating those two. I mean, I think if you look at the body of work, you think Ole Miss is probably a better team than Iowa. Uh, but it's yeah. all going to sort itself out at this point. I mean, Ole Miss has got a great opportunity, but a, but a huge challenge this week when they go to Auburn. Uh, Auburn's actually a favorite in this game, a small favorite, but a favorite nonetheless. Um, if Ole Miss beats Auburn, I think you see a little bit of a jump. They probably move into that 7-8 range. And then, you know, you, you look at, what, at what's left on the schedule. So it's the trip to Auburn. Back home for the game against Liberty, and regardless of what people want to say about Hugh Freeze and the emotion, Ole Miss is so much better than Liberty. It's, I mean, that that's a, a game that that shouldn't be in the balance. Yeah. And then Texas A and M, Vanderbilt's terrible, and, and then you get the egg bowl uh, when kind of all bets are off. And so we've kind of gotten to a point, and this is a weird place to be, right? Because historically, an eight win season for Ole Miss is a fantastic year historically, but now eight is the floor. When you look at Liberty and Vanderbilt being left on the schedule and, frankly, not getting more than eight is probably a disappointment for Ole Miss, given the opportunity that they've got, the quarterback that they've got.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with your analysis totally there, and it's it's amazing how, I guess, a little bit of uh, taste of of winning and especially games that uh, typically you maybe don't expect to win. And in the past, you've struggled with. Now you you come to expect it. That's just the way we fickle fans are, I guess. That sort of tells yeah. the story, uh, yeah. I think, in college football, and it's all all about what have you done? Hey, for and me you
9: lately. know, Gerard, yeah, yeah, and and I mean, a huge game this weekend for Mississippi State, yeah, right. So so they've got Kentucky coming in, and really on both sides of that, that's that's Mississippi State's permanent eastern division crossovers they play Kentucky every single year and that is a game where if you ask Mississippi State fans going into any given year when you're doing the whole W or L or circle the wins on the schedule before the season starts that's a game you circle because you expect to beat Kentucky but on the flip side when Kentucky fans do that they circle the Mississippi State game as, oh that's one you got to win if you're going to have a good season yeah well you got Kentucky sitting there with only one loss They're a a slight favorite, I think a a one-and-a-half point favorite over Mississippi State in Starkville. It's a really important game for both of those teams. You know, Mississippi State in its quest to get to bowl eligibility and then try and kind of get a little bit past that. And I mean, Kentucky's looking at at its remaining schedule and going, you know, 10 wins, 11 wins, very much doable. But that starts in Starkville on Saturday night. So I think a huge one coming up for Mississippi State and Kentucky this weekend.
2: And both games, the Ole uh, Miss-Auburn game, Kentucky – uh Mississippi State game at the same time, I think thirty minutes maybe I know. different start time uh I'm actually headed up to Waverley with some of my uh buddies to play a, a golf weekend and I think uh maybe going to the Mississippi State game, but I have to have my phone or something going on. <laughs> With the whole Miss game at the same time. Oh my gosh. Auto you're good. You fun. just
9: grab that C Spire phone and pop up the uh, ESPN app, and you can watch the Rebels in Auburn while you're watching Mississippi State in person. There I'm, you I'm go. jealous. I actually going to miss both of them this weekend. I've got to go to Philadelphia. I'm doing television for UCF and Temple on oh. Saturday morning. So. I'm hoping the plane uh, has got televisions on it coming home so I can, uh, can watch some football coming home Saturday night.
2: Very cool. Appreciate you joining us, Richard, as always. Take care. and We'll talk soon. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Stay with us on Middays. We'll come right back.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions with a 40% chance of rain, high near 86. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 64. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 86. And for your Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms likely, partly sunny, high near 82. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer
2: in Brandon.
6: Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for the Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407.
10: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown, High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Save the date! Callaway's Christmas Open Houses will be the first two Sundays in November, with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths garlands, angels, nativities, and much more. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas Open Houses, first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Republican State Senator Bryce Wiggins is officially throwing his hat in the ring for 4th District Congressman. In a video announcing his candidacy, Wiggins shared why he is running.
11: Now I want to take the fight to D.C. to retire self-dealing politicians who believe the rules don't apply to them, to force Congress to live within its means like we do here in Mississippi.
10: So far, Wiggins, along with five other Republicans, a Democrat, an Independent, and a Libertarian, all seek to unseat incumbent Congressman Stephen Palazzo. And after 77 years, U.S. Marine Corporal Quentin McCall, a World War II and MIA vet with the Fighting Six Marines, will be laid to rest today with full military honors at 11 at the Mississippi Veterans Memorial Cemetery at Newton. On November 23, 1943, McCall was killed In action during the Battle of Tarawa. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
9: Set. All controls
3: before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: On Monday, in the Super Touch Studios, you got uh, Gerard and a Rhino guiding you through the middle of your Monday with Fax Fodder and uh, fine music. Let's see on Wednesday, Paul Gallo. The Gallo Show will be remote in Columbus. It will be coming at you live from the East Mississippi Community College where you'll hear about uh, community colleges like EMCC and how they're forging the way for exciting careers and high-paying jobs for Mississippi students. And then, coming up Thursday, Hobnob. Hobnob will be going on down at the uh, Mississippi Coliseum this coming Thursday. That's October the 28th. The Gallo Show will once again be live uh, from Hobnob. And uh, I expect... Paul will have a pretty dang good uh, lineup of guests, including statewide leaders and elected officials, et cetera. To register, go to msmec.com. That's msmec.com. I'm going to try to hang uh, hang out a little bit there before we do the show on Thursday. We didn't have it last year. Well, we had it virtually, right? As you corrected me last week. I've, You know, when they're not in person... I I sort of just naturally say we didn't have it. I don't I don't count such events being virtual as actually having a meaningful event. And I'm not I'm not uh, being critical of MEC. They did the best they could I think under the circumstances. I'm just saying in it's my, just different. It's totally different. There's no substitute for hobnobbing. You can't hobnob on Zoom, can you? <laughs> they got a they got a hobnob feature. It's awful hard
1: to rub elbows digitally.
2: (laughs) That's true. Very true. You see this story, and I don't have it in front of me, and I think I'm going to report it accurately just at the very high level, about a Down syndrome child in school who was forced by the school to wear a mask such that the school... Someone, I'm not sure if it was teachers, administrators, etc., but an elementary school student, I believe, and like tied it to their head so they couldn't remove it against their parents' will, or what I should say, without obtaining parents' permission, and saw a brief interview with the child's father, and saw photos. I mean, that, that tugged at my heartstrings seeing that. Come on, this is a a Down syndrome child, special needs child, you're tying the mask to their head? That's that's inhumane. Yet we're more concerned about the illegals crossing over into our country. But you got to believe this is some Fauci-loving, mask-loving, <laughs> loving um, control freak administrator, or student who took it upon themselves to tie the mask to this child's head. It's over. It's over the line. It's just over the line. Uh, this this emboldening which we have seen from the educational community with respect to children, it's just over the line. And, and uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It's completely inappropriate. I think the good news there is that parents are speaking up, and I, I think that will have repercussions at the ballot box. It certainly is a big part of the reason the governor's race in what has historically been a fairly reliable Democratic state in Virginia is now called a draw. It's neck and neck in the latest polls. And, of course, after that goofy McAuliffe Democrat candidate said, no, parents should not be involved in any way, shape, or form with what is being taught to their children in school. That's totally inappropriate. And then you got the National School Boards Association, which sent a letter to the Biden administration asking for some help with respect to parents that are showing up at school board meetings. And they're, they're agitated. They're angered at what they're seeing in the classrooms. They're angered at all these goofy mandates and stuff. And so the school board association takes it upon itself to contact the Biden administration and ask that these parents be categorized as terrorists, domestic terrorists. They likened uh, them uh, to domestic terrorists. Now they've sent an apology. And I read the apology, it was weak. I mean, it, it was another one of these deals where what exactly are they trying to say? Why is it just so hard for people to come out and say, hey, we blew it. We made a mistake. Please forgive us. We're going to do better, except our apology. But I read the letter. I, I didn't get that out of it. I know that's what the attempt was, but I, it didn't really just come across as, yeah, we, we really feel bad about this, and we, we were out of line. I, it comes across like we feel bad we got caught. Exactly.
1: Not that they feel bad for being idiots.
2: And they were in this case. So, anyhow... I think that when you get between parents and their kids, first you've crossed the line right And second, you're energizing people. It's what's happening in in uh, traditionally Democrat uh, the Democrat state of Virginia For sure I think that is figuring into the election up there. Uh, so a friend of mine sent a text by the way talking about the gas. My truck in a five-gallon can of non-ethanol gas sent a photo of the price, and that was ninety-four dollars and fifty-one cents. Looks like for twenty-seven, yeah, twenty-seven point four zero gallons.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the ceasefire text line, Bo in Indianola. When Trump was in office, I never spent over hundred and fifty bucks filling up diesel. Today. Three hundred and forty-one dollars and ninety-one cents. Wow. He continues, and Joe says, "I don't know. I don't know. We could tap into reserve, but that's only eighteen cents a gallon. What an idiot!"
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, what bothers me more, honestly, than the reality of this precipitous increase, sharp increase in in gas, is the unwillingness to acknowledge that it's a problem or that they had anything to do with it which is just I think par for the course in this administration nope Afghanistan not us right COVID nope not us inflation oh no supply chain no 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 finger pointing finger pointing and his press secretary stands in front not him he should be the one doing it not her nobody wants to hear from her we want to hear from him at that town hall, which like nobody watched. It was terrible. He he never really answered any questions. He he didn't address the court issues. He didn't provide any solutions other than you gotta pass my domestic agenda and everything it's just hunky dory. All the problems are solved. If I can just tax corporations more and give more child tax credits out. Everything just goes away at that point. Oblivious. Pamela and Biloxi. You see that, Rhino? (sighs) Says Gerard, the little girl, talking about the Down syndrome student. Yeah, she lives
1: with a swollen tongue and has to breathe through her mouth. That's the easiest way for her to breathe. And when they took the mask that had been tied to her head off of her, it was coated in saliva because her tongue was pressed against it. And the the sickening part of all of this is this young child has been having, quote-unquote, behavioral problems at school for about six weeks now. So this has been something that's been going on for almost six weeks, and they didn't tell the parents that they were tying a mask to her face this whole time. So she was obviously distressed at school and was exhibiting the symptoms of that distress when she got home, and they were trying to figure out... What is causing so much distress? Come to find out, it's just the idiots at the school wanting to stick a finger in the eye of DeSantis and wound up tying a mask to a seven-year-old girl's
2: face. That's right. It was in Florida in a district where it is prohibited. Mandates are prohibited. That is child abuse. I'm just going to call it what it is. And I don't know who's directly responsible, but they need to suffer the proper consequences. It's just simple as that. This is ridiculous. You don't own these children. You think you do, you lefties. You want to so they can be little Marxist soldiers for your agenda. Back off. That's ridiculous. That just hurts me when I see stuff like that. Ugh. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more talk. And don't forget, coming up after the news at 1105, Senator
12: Bryce Wiggins. Stay with us.
8: Whether it's getting the kiddos to school,
4: I love you, hi mom,
3: or taking it off road and uphill. Oh,
8: yeah, yeah,
5: woohoo! <laughs> oh, yeah, baby,
0: we've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off road performance, Tire Depot has you covered alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram.
8: Upgrade your career today at AgUp Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. Our service techs don't just fix tractors. They're passionate about solving problems for our customers. From Yard of the Month to Farm of the Year, we keep our customers running so they can harvest their land's potential. Don't just settle for a job. Come to Ag Up and start a career. Great benefits, family atmosphere, and values. Visit our 16 hometown
12: locations or agup.com to view and apply for job opportunities to move up close to you. This is the opening agri market report. It's the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 46 to 107.80. March cotton was down 17 to 106.02. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 10.5 to 12.31 per bushel. January soybeans were up 11 cents to 12.41 and three quarters per bushel. December corn was up 1.25 to 5.39 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was up three quarters to 5.47 and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was up 165 to 129.97. February live cattle was up 170 to 135.20. January feeders up one. 75 to 159.07. March feeders up 182 to 160.12. And at the open, the Dow Jones is up 35 points thirty-five I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
0: defense wins championships and when growing cotton a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential so play to win with bulgard 3 extend flex cotton it offers proven insect and weed control and it's backed by the roundup ready extend crop system get defense that delivers without compromise learn more about bulgard 3 extend flex cotton at b3xf.com Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Late season weather is no match for preparation and planning. Grow with pride
5: all season long with Delta Pine brand cotton. Featuring varieties bred to tolerate high winds and freezing temperatures. Open balls and pick easily with harvest aid products. And defoliate for an earlier harvest with high yield potential. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
3: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Mm-hmm.
2: everyone middays so questions on the c spire text line really appreciate everyone for joining the conversation 601 879 staunch conservative here this is steve on the 662 but what are some of the ways the president and or his policies affect crude uh, oil prices and uh, there's a kind of a long answer to that, but one of the, the main things that is causing inflation, not, not just of the price of, of fuel, but uh, all, almost everything, is just all this helicopter money that we dropped into the economy. And remember that the economy was virtually shut down for most of 2020, and in fairness, uh, there was legislation passed under the Trump administration that distributed lots of money throughout the economy to offset the shutdown. Unemployment benefits, the PPP loans, uh, support for the airline industry is, is an example. Uh, no question. But the economy was sputtering and not very active because everybody was shut down. In quarantined and so forth. Um, but as we were coming out of it, after Biden was elected, they passed another gigantic bill, the American Rescue Plan, right off the bat. Remember the argument, is it going to be $2,000 checks sent to everybody, or what was it, $1,400 plus the $600 just recently sent? And that was a big controversy. But nonetheless, not a single Republican, and I know a lot of folks get bent out of shape about so-called rhinos and Republicans that don't stand on their principles once they get elected. But in this case, that particular bill got no Republican support in either house. It was unnecessary. It was inflationary. And so we're still, to a great extent, paying the price for that. Of course, he immediately shut down the pipeline. And now, the pipeline wasn't carrying oil at the time, but it it figures in and it factors in to the price of futures and uh, just the demand supply picture, exploration, produ- any of those assets, production, refineries, et cetera. Also, lots of the... Um, The wells and the pumps were shut down because of the lack of demand. Remember, for a while there, the price of oil went negative. Trump made a big deal out of that when he was president, and that happened. And so what's happening is, as we come out of this, the oil and gas companies are getting, obviously, very strong signals from Biden and the administration, we're getting out of the fossil fuels business. We played the clip last week. I'm going to take tens of millions of cars off the road, referring to internal combustion engine-powered vehicles. And so when you have that going on, these oil and gas companies say, uh, we're not going to spend any money on, on exploration or drilling or or uh, production when we feel like that there's not a long-term opportunity. And so when they're doing their financial modeling and they look at the return on investment, and that's figured over some period of time when they think they can produce revenue from those investments and those assets, and they say, well, no, by this year, it's it's out, it's done, it's gone. They pull back and say, we're not going to make those investments. And that figures in to the overall supply. And that's what's happening right now. Or maybe reopening some of these Uh, these drills. And then, of course, he eliminated uh, leases on public lands, federal lands, for new drilling. I mean, all of that's just figuring into this. So you got that at the same time. We've got some degree of uh, a high spike in demand just because everybody was shut down. Now they're back at it. And they got money in their pocket. A lot of people don't save it. They go out and spend it. So I hope that answered the question, Steve. Appreciate that. Um, that's my take on how those policies are affecting. But here's the deal: they don't really matter <laughs> when it comes to, from a political perspective. The fact is, the rank and file American voter just associates the price at the pump and the price of everything else they're buying, their personal economic situation, with the occupant of the White House. They just do. It's just human nature in that respect. And the other party opposite that in the White House should leverage and usually does that from a political perspective. Break time here. Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. When we return, Senator Bryce Wiggins joins us. You'll want to stick around for that. Stay with us.
9: I'm Chris Foster. President Biden says he'd like to get a deal done on the Democrats' social and environmental spending plan before he leaves Thursday for a world leaders meeting in Italy, then a climate summit in Scotland. He met at home with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in one of the plan's big holdouts. President Biden hosted Senator Joe Manchin at his house in Delaware. He was also traveling with his domestic policy advisor, Susan Rice. Advisors of that level usually stay back, but usually when the president goes home for the weekend, he is not actively working on stuff like this. Fox's Peter Ducey. A big rainstorm hits California.
4: Evacuations have been ordered in some parts of San Mateo County and Santa Cruz County, specifically near the burn scar of what was a major wildfire, as heavy rain causes debris and mud flows. Forecasters say something called a bomb cyclone met up with an atmospheric river of water and dumped anywhere from 2 to 10 inches of rain across Northern California.
9: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, America's listening to Fox News.
0: Free.
10: Home is where your life happens, so make it reflect you. At Skelly's, find what suits your style and get instant savings up to $300. Plus, finance your purchase for five years with no down payment. Shop online and check out what's in stock or visit one of our showrooms. Make your house your favorite place to come home to. With instant savings and no money down financing, the low monthly payment will also suit your style. Make it happen at all Miskelly locations. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Today, Stennis Space Center celebrates its 60th anniversary. From the NASA video, The History of Stennis Space Center, Jeannie Keller, who worked with Johnson Control Center at Stennis, shares what it was like when the rockets were tested.
4: That time they had the countdown of the. The test firings on the operational intercom site-wide and everybody would listen to the countdown and as it got to the last few seconds if you could go outside so that you can see the smoke and hear it the rocket testing started in 1966 and every rocket that was tested here performed its mission flawlessly in flight in taking our men to the moon.
10: Stennis has grown into the nation's largest propulsion test site and is home to over 50 federal, state, academic, and private organizations and several technology-based companies. To see more on the history of Stennis, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Eddie Davis. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve Network Provider, MWG Employer Services, can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Viasat offers
12: high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash internet now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's V-I-A-S-A-T dot com slash internet now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional
10: terms and conditions will have to tackle redistricting in the upcoming session and there are a lot of other issues Senator Jeremy England wants to focus on
11: you know we've got things like a nursing uh, shortage crisis here in Mississippi Uh, we're also gearing up to have more schools have better CTE programs, which is career training. Uh, we want to make sure that, that Mississippi is able to attract jobs because we have the best workforce.
10: And Brand USA is tasked with promoting the United States as a destination for global travelers. CEO Chris Thompson told Supertalk that Mississippi is a popular destination for international travelers.
6: In Mississippi, there's about $185 million a year contributed to the economy from those outside our national borders coming in and enjoying this great state. Thompson
10: spoke at the Mississippi Governor's conference last week to discuss tourism efforts from the national, state, and local level. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Amy Davis.
11: This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several
9: local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau
5: Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com.
11: Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from C Spire. our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services—you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Ceasefire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Every size business deserves top-tier IT solutions. Visit Ceasefire.com/business. Tune in to Good
4: Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's radio happy hour weekdays from two to three p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
3: Get ready. Get ready to go beyond the headlines.
2: Thanks for joining us so much. You are tuned in to Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Monday, kicking off a new week. Joining us now, the Mississippi Senator representing District 52, that's Jackson County, Senator Bryce Wiggins. Good morning, Senator. Thanks for coming on.
11: Good morning, Gerard. Uh, sounds like rhinos rocking in the morning there.
2: <laughs> Try, trying to get energized and and uh, up and at them, as they say here on this Monday. Rhino's always rocking us. We appreciate that. All right. So, uh, Is that a
11: little Ozzy or somebody like that?
2: That was uh, that was actually Journey right there. So you know, I'm a big Journey sure. fan, and uh, uh, we have separate ways. We have. Uh, Also, Wheel in the Sky is one of our intros as well. So, Anyhow, we have fun with all that, but we appreciate you joining us. Big day uh, just a few hours ago, right? You went public and made an announcement that you are a candidate for Congress, U.S. Congress, for Congressional District 4 of Mississippi. So, uh, well, congratulations on the announcement, and uh, tell us what's going on there.
11: Yeah, thanks, Gerard. It is. It's a big day. Um, As we have uh, sent out in our media, and it's on our website, BryceWiggins.ms, we are announcing our candidacy for the 4th Congressional District. Uh, Gerard, I will tell you, I have been all over the 4th Congressional District in different capacities and have heard from Many, many people, and uh, I will tell you, the people are sick and tired of the self-interest and self-dealing of politicians in DC, and quite honestly, those that we have locally. I mean, uh, the mayor of Moss Point is serving two years in prison right now. We all know uh, Bill Walker at DMR and what happened with that. And since I've been in the Mississippi Senate, I have fought uh, certainly the corruption side of things and uh, just as evidenced mm-hmm. by the DMR Accountability Act uh, that I authored and we got passed in the wake of DMR. But um, what I've also done is, is uh, do legislation that's effective. Fight for people on the things that are important to them. Many people that know me know that I am proud of the legislation that's the Early Learning Collaborative Act that has started with nothing in Mississippi, and now we're top five in the country in early education. It's about being effective. And what I have heard is that people want effective leadership. And look, I know people have asked me today, they said, well, it's a crowded field. Yes, it is. Um, But I think that's a statement on what our representation is in D.C. And people want somebody that's going to fight. I've been fighting for uh, 10 years since I've been in the Senate. I fought to bring Uh, BP dollars and keep them in South Mississippi. And by the way, that includes some of that money coming to places like, uh, Summerall and in places like Hattiesburg. Uh, I fought to, uh, bring transparency to the people and, um, I've gotten things done. And that's what people tell me that they want. People are tired of the, of the platitudes and the comments that get thrown out in DC. They want to see something done. Look, Democrats can't even get stuff done, which, by the way, is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> um, but it's a guess what? It's about governing and people want to see us get stuff done. And they're tired of the, the comments that get made and yeah. nothing being done. Yeah, I,
2: I think uh, certainly there's a lot of truth to that, folks, uh, on both sides of the aisle. Uh, there's a lot of frustration <laughs> among the, uh, the Democrats in this country because the uh, Democrat-controlled co- uh, Congress and White House can't seem to get the agenda through, and a lot of that's just because of the, uh, the dissension that exists within the Democrat ranks. Uh, in uh, certainly in the Senate, in the U.S. Senate, and to some extent in the House of Representatives. But I think you're absolutely right. There, there's always this... Kind of feeling of optimism by voters when when they get behind a particular candidate and they like the candidate, like the candidate's message, like the candidate's policy positions, and then they they get to Washington and it just seems like it's uh, it's status quo and stuff doesn't happen. I, I think you're you're spot on on that. I guess the question is, uh, Senator, should you prevail and and uh, be fortunate enough to be seated and represent Mississippi's uh, congressional district four? How do you fight through that? Have you thought thought about that when you got four hundred and thirty five uh, there in the in the house and your party may not be in control? Hopefully, it will be in twenty twenty two. How do you deal with
11: that? Well, Gerard, yeah, Gerard, a couple things. So, first of all, I've been dealing with it since I've been in the legislature. <laughs> um, when I ran for the Senate, okay, uh, I took on a two ter- three term incumbent. People told me that we would not be successful, but I heard the people, they wanted a change. And I, uh, I got in and we won with 60% of the vote against an established incumbent. Um, if, and I said, if people want the status quo, then they don't need me. And same thing in DC. I am not going up there to do the status quo. And I will tell you, you yourself have been around Jackson. You've been, you've been around DC. There's a lot of people and a lot of uh, temptations that pull you uh, in different directions. That is not me. I have uh, faced that down in Jackson um, and honestly, I think have have come out pretty good. Um, And to your point about the frustration, I get it. But uh, in that scenario, in the legislature, we've been able to, uh, again, bring $10 million to the Port of Pascagoula. Uh, set the table for early education in the state of Mississippi, um, increase uh, uh, penalties for child abusers. All those were were pieces of legislation that I authored. And what I hear is that uh, we're not getting that representation. And I think, look, there's there's multiple people in this race, uh, but I'm the one that's been there and that has uh, been through the ringer, so to speak, and I'm willing to listen to people. I'm also willing to make sure that, uh, we get the ball across the goal line, so to speak, uh, in terms of legislation. And um, I think that's what people want. In fact, I know that's what they want because they're telling me. But let me say this, too, Gerard. People want an advocate. And I hear so many good things um, in Miss- in South Mississippi. I mean, I'm a fourth-generation South Mississippian. We got English shipbuilding that makes 70% of the nation's uh, ship uh, Navy ships. We got Chevron with their largest refinery. We got Southern Miss, which is, uh, uh, you know, a leading marine research institution. We got Chancellor Engineering up in um, in Laurel. I mean, we got so many positive things that we ought to be uh, lapping the field, and I just don't hear that. People want somebody to advocate for them, and I, I know this. When I went up to Jackson, uh, people told me to sit down and be quiet. Guess what? I didn't do that, and in my first... Uh, certainly, year I got legislation passed. I didn't sit down. If I'd listened to them, uh, the fourth district—well, I'm sorry, my Senate district—wouldn't yeah. uh, have the things that we that we've seen, nor would South Mississippi. And that's just not who I am. I'm ready to take on the status quo because we need something different. Uh-
2: what? How has the reception and response been, Senator, since the announcement? And now I, I know you had an inner circle. I'm sure that was aware. You guys were preparing it. You're you're out of the gate. I've seen your ad and so forth. Uh, all great stuff. Uh, what what's been the response so far?
11: Well, it's been great. Uh, and to your point, uh, the inner circle, as you as you say, you have to have a team. Sure. And nobody uh, can do this. Uh, on their own. And I think that shows actually my, uh, my leadership in trying to assemble a team that can get us to where we need to go. Uh, the public reception has been fabulous. I will tell you, uh, as part of our team, we have people from Laurel, from Hattiesburg, from Picayune, from Gulfport, from Pascagoula, from George County. Um, you know, this, this, uh, district is more than just the coast; it's sure. uh, about the Pine Belt as well. Um, and you know, uh, I have uh, reminded people of that, and so we've been receiving uh, kudos and and uh, excitement from all across uh, South Mississippi. Awesome.
2: Uh, we got a break coming up here in a second. We got about thirty seconds. Uh, if you can hang on, I got some more questions for you. Uh, but in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, what about fundraising money? You you have any goal or idea what you think you'll need to uh, succeed in this race?
11: Yeah, I, I mean, to run campaigns, it takes money. Yeah, and uh, we are we are uh, we've filed our paperwork uh, yeah. last night, or actually the day before. Um, And so we're hitting the fundraising trail um, from what our internal numbers show is that we are uh, meeting our numbers. Literally, uh, when our announcement video went up this morning, I had people ready to donate and, and not ready. They have been have been donating from across the district. And so. Uh, it does take money to run a campaign, and we'll be out hitting the trail. Right. And uh, but it's something that you got to do. Sure. And I'm I'm looking forward to it.
2: Hang tight. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. We've got Senator Bryce Wiggins talking about his candid- candidacy for the United States Congress for Mississippi's CD four. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
8: Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical
1: shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Ryan Wilson, veteran paramedic.
11: In my role as a paramedic over the years, I've always appreciated the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance's respect for paramedics and the role we play in achieving optimal survival for patients in an emergency. Right now, paramedics are needed urgently statewide. With the comprehensive training programs offered at area community colleges, you can learn life-saving skills and so much more. Seasoned paramedics like me and newcomers find it very rewarding to help people in immediate need. If you want a job that's dynamic and highly valued in our health care system, System, I urge you to become a paramedic. There's never been a more critical time to become one of Mississippi's healthcare heroes. You too can make a difference on the front lines of emergency care.
1: The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training.
0: Napa
7: know-how. Fall is in the air. The pros at Napa Auto Parts can tell because our prices are changing and dropping faster than the leaves. Keep warm with the Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Indoor Safe Propane Heater for $74.99. Take care of your engine with Napa Premium Conventional Motor Oil for $11.99 for a 5-quart jug. Change out your filters with a $20 Visa rebate card by mail with the purchase of a Napa-branded oil, air, and cabin air filter on the same invoice. There's plenty more on sale at Napa. Napa know-how. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John Albritton. At Albritton's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell, whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary. You can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen all Briton's as their diamond store. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
9: Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready.
3: Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbett on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back everyone middays Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios our guest is a senator Bryce Wiggins he has just announced earlier today that he will be a candidate for congressional district 4 in Mississippi's uh, southern region that seat of course presently held by congressman Stephen Palazzo so, Senator, you were talking about uh, raising money, and, of course, you, you're no stranger to this, and you understand you got to have money to, to run a campaign. But you shared with us that, having announced, you've had lots of folks already contact you, say they're, they're willing to part with some money to, to help and uh, support your campaign. <laughs> That's what it is.
11: <laughs> yeah, it, look, uh, campaigns are not cheap. Yep. And um, as you see behind me, I have our website, BryceWiggins.ms. People can go there to donate. I will give you a hot off the press. Uh, we had a little glitch this morning, but that's being worked on, which is to be expected. Um, that happen when you're when you're running with a with a campaign like this. Um, but yeah, they can go to our website. We're going to be actually in the Pine Belt area. Uh, starting, uh, later this week, uh, meeting folks, uh, shaking hands, fundraising. Um, we've already got, uh, events scheduled in places like George County, um, and the coast. Um, and so it's, it's all part of it. And look, one thing I've learned, um, in this position and being in politics is if, uh, you're not willing to do the hard stuff, then you're not gonna be that good of a a legislator. And some of the hard stuff is actually raising money. I found that out on my first campaign with the Senate. Uh, Like I said, we took on a two-term incumbent, uh, three-term incumbent at that time, and we won and people didn't wanna give us money. We said, we're gonna work hard. Um, I've got a team uh, that's pushing me. We're gonna work hard. Uh, People have watched our social media in just different capacities. We've been all around South Mississippi. And, um, and I'm willing to do the hard work. But that also translates into the job itself. You have to be willing to do the hard work. You know, a lot of the stuff, believe it or well, I guess people should believe it is, happens behind and away from the cameras. Sure. Uh, you know, I handle uh, the Medicaid budget, as you know, which is the single largest budget item in the state of Mississippi. And guess what? Uh, 97% of that was handled behind uh, uh, the cameras. And when I say behind, I meant, uh, talking with fellow legislators and agency heads and stuff like that. It's not what you see. Um, and when I did the early learning collaborative bill, uh, that took, uh, time drafting it and it took time to do that. And that's what it takes to put it in. If you're not willing to put in things like asking people for money, because that's what it is. And I'll say this. I'm not a rich man. <laughs> I've worked for everything that we have, and if people go to our website, they will see uh, what it means to and where we came from. My grandfather started out as a welder at Ingalls. My uh, dad was the first one in his family in our family to go to college and then medical school. Uh, he worked at the paper mill in the summers. My great grandfather, ninety-five. My great grand—I'm sorry, my grandmother. Uh, Jean Meredith, who if you go to our website, you'll see her picture. She grew up in the hills of Tennessee, and she remembers when there wasn't power. It's about working hard, and we're willing to do those things to, uh, to represent the people. And uh, speaking of that, working hard is what's in our DNA down here in South Mississippi.
2: Yeah, I, I think it uh, certainly applies to South Mississippi. I, I believe it applies uh, across the great state of Mississippi as well. Uh, but uh, appreciate your candor there for sure. So, uh, Senator, I think the obvious question is with respect to you and the the present office holder, that being Congressman Stephen Palazzo. Uh, help us distinguish between you two. What what uh, what do you feel like mm-hmm. are your key differences? Certainly from a policy perspective, if there are any.
11: Well, the first key difference gerard is that i don't have ethical violations hanging over my head okay that's first and foremost and i'm not saying anything as a uh as a as a shot against uh congressman but the reality is that's a fact and i don't have that and you can bet that that uh affects your ability to get stuff done so that's number one number two and i didn't even come up with this stat but um Uh, Somebody put it out there that in my 10 years, uh, I've uh, introduced and gotten past 40 bills and Congressman Palazzo, too. Now, um, you know, and part of that time, the Republicans were in control of Congress. Now, look, I'm Republican. It's about small government. And just because you get things passed, some of those are are different. But what it shows is that you're willing to work to get those things done.
12: Yeah.
11: Um, Also, uh, uh, I've been a prosecutor. I know uh, I put uh, criminals in prison. I put murderers and drug dealers and child offenders in, in prison. I've passed legislation that increased offenses against uh, children. So if you want the, the things that we've been seeing about our attacks on law enforcement and first responders, I know what is there. I was working with them in the DA's office for eight years when I was prosecuting. Um, also, I've been on the Appropriations Committee. Uh, and I've been chairman of a mate of, uh, in fact, two major committees. Um, and so, uh, I, I don't think that's the case, uh, for the, for the current, uh, office holder. And look, hey, he, I don't know what he's gonna do. Um, and there's other people in this race. I, I understand that. And guess this is the American way and this is how, uh, it should be and let the people decide. I'm not really, you, you know from a from a standpoint of why should we should just uh uh quote go with the incumbent um I'm not sure why that has to be the case at the end of the day this is a job interview you are interviewing you're interviewing me to be a legislator and congress is the legislative branch yeah and so I would ask people to uh keep an open mind and look at that go to our website on our website we have policy positions for all kind of uh, policy issues that people can click on there and see from national defense to abortion to uh, corruption to being uh, to being a leader. And you'll see that. And, um, you know, I think that that shows that that uh, we're listening to the people.
2: Yeah, it, it has always seemed to me, uh, Senator, uh, just a, just kind of a, an observance as an outsider uh, in the political realm. Uh, an observation, I should say, that this this party tends to uh, kind of promote the next person in line, that there's just been this sort of traditional succession. You start here, you go there, you can't leapfrog this, <laughs> you're not really at the point where you, you should seek this or that office. That just seems to be inconsistent with our Constitution, for sure. It doesn't say anything about the next person in line, as far as I know. Uh, and it's how we end up, I think, often with candidates, uh, good candidates, that just stay out. What your thoughts about that?
11: Um, Gerard, I think you said it very well. And, you know, in America, we love competition. And I, I understand the reason for uh, the next in line, if you will. And back in the old days, when you had the uh, – certainly you had Thad Cochran and the Trent Lots and – uh, even before then, you, when it was all Democrat, you had the John Stennis's and those folks. That, that maybe was the case, but it's a different time now. It's a different generation. And I personally have seen how a uh, new energy brings new ideas. Uh, I, this new crop, and I call it a crop of, <laughs> of freshman senators have been great and have a lot of energy. And, and, uh, you know, and that may have been good, but, but the reality is in this situation, is our, um, our voice and our representative literally to the world in D.C. is uh, faced with ethical violations. Uh, and that's a fact. That's not something that Bryce Wiggins came up with. That's not something that anybody else do. And, and I know this. Uh, we're better. We are better in South Mississippi, yeah. And um, and I think that uh, I have a record of taking that on uh, things like that. And you know, to your point, it should uh, let the let the best man win kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So I got uh, one final question for you. as we're running out of time. So one of the complaints we hear all the time, not not just in Congressional District Four, but really I think to a great extent across the country, folks get elected to Congress. They go up to Washington. We don't see them as much. They're not as visible to their constituents in their districts. Uh, Tell us how you'll operate from that perspective.
11: I hear that all the time, and I will tell you, I think that's why people are excited about our candidacy. Um, If you have followed my career, you know I will not shy away. I'm on all the social media. I'm out and about. I will not be hiding in D.C. Um, I uh, face the voters. Um, I'm open to anything uh, I will not shy away. I think, uh, you know, it's the old saying, people have gone D.C. or people uh, cater to the swamp. Uh, to a version, uh, D- I'm sorry, Jackson has its version of the swamp. Yeah. And I think with my faith and my family that we have been grounded on that. And I can tell you that I will not and I will not uh, be going up there to give in to the swamp, if you will. But I will be going up there to have an, uh, a mind and represent our interests and be an effective legislator uh, for the people of South Mississippi. we got to go. Appreciate you
2: coming on. We're going to hold you to that, too, Senator, if you get elected, and good luck to you, sir. Thanks Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. See you later.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions with a 40% chance of rain, high near 86. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 64. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 86. And for your Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms likely, partly sunny, high near 82. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
10: Hurry! Run! Get to the car! It's coming!
7: Start the car! What are you waiting for? I knew I should have gone to Mazda of Jackson! Get rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in and upgrade to a new vehicle. During our model year clearance at Mazda of Jackson, all the 2021s must go. And we're giving you amazing savings on every last one of them. Get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0.9% on every new Mazda in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. You can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Is your credit history scary? (coughs) Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. <laughs> Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. So get to Musto of Jackson today, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 French Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit
2: on select models. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and U.S.M. Last minute needs for a party? We have three on site tailors to take care of any last minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over a hundred and fifty years of experience at the Rogue, serving Mississippians
10: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Today, Stennis Space Center celebrates its 60th anniversary. From the NASA video, The History of Stennis Space Center, Jeannie Keller, who worked with Johnson Control Center at Stennis, shares what it was like when the rockets were tested.
4: That time, they had the countdown of the the test firings on the operational intercom site-wide and everybody would listen to the countdown and as it got to the last few seconds if you could go outside so that you can see the smoke and hear it
10: the rocket testing started in 1966 and every rocket that was tested here performed its mission flawlessly in flight
4: in taking our men to the moon.
10: Stennis has grown into the nation's largest propulsion test site and is home to over 50 federal, state, academic, and private organizations and several technology-based companies. To see more on the history of Stennis, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis.
4: Nothing serves up healthy happiness like a plate of Mississippi pork. Looking for a dish that's high in protein? Try tender pork sirloin packed with 24 grams of protein and only 173 calories per serving. Or how about mouthwatering pork loin with 22 grams of protein and only 122 calories per serving. And the taste will have your family begging for more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Pork Producers Association and the National Pork Board Checkoff.
3: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Tuned in to middays on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Gerard Gibbard, your host, along with Rhino, coming out of the Super Talk studios. Came in. It was raining a little bit this morning. I think trying it to, out. yeah. But some storms coming in Wednesday, I think, supposedly. Yeah, and then it get cooler. Thankfully, yeah. All right. So uh, one thing that uh, I wanted to just clarify that uh, the senator said that he, he was, in fact, chairman of the Medicaid committee over there in the Senate, and it it is the largest budget line item in the state when you consider the federal component of that. In fact, the spending on Medicaid from a federal and state perspective, last time I checked, was right up there like neck and neck with the total general fund budget for the state of Mississippi. That's how big a program it is, with some nearly 800,000 enrolled in the program in Mississippi, and that's without expanding Medicaid. uh, That's just the coverage for the various categories that are included in base Medicaid, children under the CHIP program. Uh, pregnant women, indigent seniors, uh, the those who are disabled and blind. So that's without covering able-bodied adults. But, yeah, he he's right in that it is the biggest budgetary line item when you consider the combination of federal and state money. I just wanted to to clarify that. And it just keeps on getting bigger. Uh, the program so uh, ac- across the country I think 75 million now enrolled in Medicaid and that's whats still 11 or 12 states not having expanded that is thought to to uh, increase that number I think by two to three million more but in the meantime just so you'll know folks the there is a plan in the budget reconciliation bill, the budget bill that the Democrats are pushing for, this is a so-called $3.5 trillion, really $7 trillion bill, that's now been pared down to two, only $2 only 2000000000000 with all kinds of accounting tomfoolery, et cetera. Well, it includes provisions that would extend the present subsidy model for Obamacare. The, the the subsidized coverage that eligible Americans can obtain in the various ACA exchanges. And so it effectively achieves what expansion of Medicaid would, which is to provide free insurance for those under a certain uh, income level relative to the federal poverty level. And in this case... It would actually be at 150% of the federal poverty level would be zero premium cost. Medicaid expansion, and that's for any takers, uh, able-bodied, et cetera. Any, any uh, expansion, I should say, would cover it up to 138% for able-bodied adults. This program as proposed by the democrats in this bill which is by the way presently what's in place for 21 and 22 because of the rescue plan that was that was passed back in february we already have that in place up to 150% and but and if your income is between 150 and 200 your premium is 0 to 2% of your income that's the way the subsidies are structured with a maximum of 8.5% of your income, up to 400% or higher of the federal poverty level. So anyhow, the only point I'm trying to make is that as we as we continue to talk about the prospect of expanding Medicaid here in the state of Mississippi as being one of the states that did not, if this plan goes through at the federal level, it effectively achieves that. Except you're not in Medicaid. That's what uh, Commissioner Cheney talked about on our show last week. You're not in Medicaid. You'd, you'd have private coverage, it just wouldn't cost you anything, up to 150% of the federal poverty level. So, Which, by the way, the present federal poverty level for a family of four is, uh, 150% is uh, right at about $38,000, $39,000 for a family of four. For an individual, 150%, is $19,000. So anyhow... Just wanted to pass on some of those details so you under kind of understand the dynamics here because Medicaid expansion is thought to be a, a, a big issue that our legislature will debate in the 2022 session. If this bill passes, I'd say it's kind of moot. Now, I know that the commissioner may argue differently, but I'd like – if this is going to happen, I'd rather see them buy private insurance with subsidies than just stick them under Medicaid, which is essentially just – essentially welfare, um, and just grow in the ranks of, of public insurance like that. would That would be a preference. I'd prefer to not see any of it. Anyhow, Jeff said, I didn't realize nearly one-third of Mississippi was on a Medicaid program. Yeah, Jeff, and that, again, it, it excludes able-bodied adults because they're not eligible unless you have expansion. We have lots of children, I think 450,000 children, that live in households, many of whom are um, where their parents, their caretakers, are able-bodied adults that do not qualify. The adults don't, but the children do. It's the way it works. Uh, As a foster parent, I I have experience with that. Foster children are automatically enrolled in Medicaid, even though I requested of the Department of Human Services uh, to allow them to be on my private insurance, that I would pay for it. And you can't do it. Federal law prohibits it uh, there. And and I get the justification. The reason is because foster children, foster parents can call their social worker on any day and uh, at any hour and say, I'm done, come get them, and then you got a big old problem conundrum if they're on your private insurance. So that's why that works. Is it uh, able-bodied and working? Yeah, so no it's just able body and there's and this is from Jason and so it's it's the question that comes up always is well are they seeking work and by the way this is one of the objections that Je- senator joe manchin expressed to joe biden about the child tax credit which is i got to i got to rephrase it the child payment it's not really a tax credit i'm i'm calling the bs flag on that one and so Joe Manchin said, I'm not for that unless the recipient is working or seeking work. And Joe Biden says, no, absolutely not. And their reason for that, this is at least what they say, is that there are many grandparents in this country that are caring for children through a number of, for a number of different reasons. And these grandparents are retired, and they're not working. So they would not, in that case, be eligible for these child payments.
1: But it seems like a simple enough fix.
2: I would agree. What bothers me is that you
1: put an age cut off or a, a clause in there that says if you have retired after a certain number of years of service.
2: Yeah, if you you could substantiate that you're legitimately retired and haven't worked for some lagging period of time. Some yeah, I agree with you, Rhino. I think there's ways around that, but. The, the proof that they really just want this to be a giant redistribution scheme is that you, you're eligible for it. So they say we'll we lift children out of poverty, but a household making 150 dollars gets the full credit. I, I, I have a hard time calling that household impoverished. That's true, though. And in fact, the credits start phasing out the payments. At 150 k, up to 400 k. So you got a household making 400 k. I actually wrote an op ed on this, folks. It's on the SuperTalk website a couple of weeks ago, where I went through the math on that. But uh, hardly an impoverished household making 400 k. In fact, according to the Biden administration, those people are filthy rich. So which is it? It just seems unreasonable to set the. The thresholds and the parameters around that program, it's just a... Huh. So now, by the way, if you haven't heard, the uh, Kristen Cinema says, no, I'm not on board with corporate tax rate increases. I'm not on board with capital gains rate increases. I'm not on board with individual tax rate increases. So the Democrats are scrambling to find another source of revenue, and they've come up with the idea we're going to tax unrealized gains of billionaires, there are 734 billionaires in this country, unrealized gains, meaning if you buy an asset such as a a stock, shares of stock today, and by the end of the year you don't sell it, but you've realized a gain in that, you'd have to pay taxes on it even though you haven't realized the gain, haven't sold it to produce any income. What a nightmare mess. I'm totally against this. This is bad policy, bad idea. It would hurt us all. It's confiscatory. And what they say is, oh, yeah, this is how we're going to combat wealth. Uh, so, I'm sorry, income inequality. That's not the purpose of taxes. It's not to even the income field. We'll take a break. we got one more segment here on this Monday. Stay with us.
4: Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. The new degree of comfort.
3: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
7: Join middays with Gerard Gibbert, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., sponsored by The Road, your destination for fine men's clothing.
12: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack has announced a significant expansion of access to high-speed Internet, health care, and educational services from millions of rural Americans nationwide. The announcement continues to move forward President Biden's Build Back Better agenda by prioritizing economic growth in rural America and investing in the backbone of our country, the middle class. Vilsack spoke about the USDA's commitment to helping rural Americans get improved access to broadband and health care during a visit at the newly renovated Urgency Department at Hammond, Henry, Louisiana in Geneseo, Illinois. He announced that on November 24th, the USDA will begin accepting applications for up to $1.15 billion in loans and grants to expand the availability of broadband in rural areas. The USDA is making the funding available through the ReConnect program. I'm and Williams on this, a Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network defense
0: wins championships and when growing cotton a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential so play to win with Guard 3 Extend Flex Cotton it offers proven insect and weed control and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend crop system get defense that delivers without compromise learn more about Guard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at b3xf.com always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions performance may vary formula for success is a simple
5: one put strong in get strong out that's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant delta pine brand cotton featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag strong is a legacy all its own protect yours with strong cotton from delta pine always read and follow irm where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions
2: for joining us on this Monday Super Talk Mississippi Midday's with you Gerard and Rhino in the studio appreciate all the engagement on the C Spire text line 601-879-4395 Bowen Indianola, why do we have to give all this money away why can't government stop handouts except to those who truly need it veterans, old folks, truly disabled people, stop blowing money on BS like 500 million for radio stations in the Middle East, gender studies, focus on the debt uh, and a billion a day in interest, etc. Uh, remember, they know Republicans know they, uh, they uh, can't really follow that. But uh, so, Bo, uh, I hear you, man. And you know, I think the problem you run into is define needy. Because there's no consensus on what needy is, I can assure you. And certainly it would not be limited to veterans and old folks and truly disabled people. That would not be considered needy. Like, for example, one of the big benefits is the uh, family leave, which, by the way, started its 12 weeks. It's now been pared down to four. That's what's in the present draft of the bill. And that would be a federally funded benefit so Democrats will tell you yeah the these parents need financial support when they take off of work and we're gonna give it to them it's gonna it's coming from the federal government so that, they would call that needy and these uh, these households that have decent incomes that have children they say because of their cost of child care and the fact that uh, the the It's two income earners typically in the household, and they they incur these costs, and and if they don't get some help, they can't go to work. In fact, there are a lot of analysts that say that's one of the reasons we can't get people out of the house and back to work because they're, they're at home taking care of their kids. They've gotten accustomed to that, and they just don't want to go back to work. So the government says, here's some money for that. Now, I personally don't think the government ought to be financing the upbringing of your child which is essentially what this is. It's essentially what it is. And then there's these cases like I just talked about where you've got a grandparent that's involved in caring for a child, and they've gotten used, like we said, they've gotten used to this money. I read some accounts of that and how that has uh, really been a godsend, and they, and I've read an article in the Washington Post, and there were some interviews with grandparents talking about how valuable these uh, these monthly payments have been to these caretakers of these children. I don't know exactly how they ended up with these children. In, in most cases, it was their children's children, their grandparents, obviously, and they're no longer in their children's household. And I'm not sure how that came about, but there, gosh, there's some... I mean tear-jerking emotional stories of, you know, how this little bit of money that they're getting is $300 a, uh, a month per child or 250 depending on the age and uh, so there's there's one in particular that says I, she doesn't know how she'd manage now without this money. Says talking about her grandchild, she needs clothes, she needs things for school, she needs shoes for her feet, she needs food in her belly. I don't work. I'm retired. So, and I'm not being argumentative, Bo. I'm just saying that that's where you get into these these really complex, contentious discussions of what's needy, what's a safety net, and what we're seeing is the an attempt, an egregious and all out attempt to vastly expand the government, so called government safety net. I'm not even sure it's the purview and scope of the government to provide a safety net for society. I think there's other ways of getting that done from the private sector. But when you got the government taking all your dang money to prop up and fund these programs, it's just—it's hard to go do it outside of that. You're—I mean, you're. you're The shakedown has milked you dry by that point. So anyhow, in in the meantime, though, Senator Manchin says, I'm not for these child payments unless uh, the recipient is working or attempting to, to find work if they're unemployed. Interesting. We'll see where all that lands, and we're going to keep you updated on that because the talk is... They're going to try to get something done before old Joe gets on the plane and heads to Glasgow for the climate summit on his private jet along with his cabinet. But in the meantime, they're thinking they may ram through the infrastructure bill. That's the one that passed in the Senate on a bipartisan basis. Our own Senator Wicker supported that particular measure. They're going to try to get something done and parade around in their hands. Victory! We thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow. Super Talk Outdoors is up next. Stay safe and God bless, everyone.
3: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.